Hello, and welcome to the River Audio Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We believe God has something unique to say to you, and our hope is that you feel His love stronger today than ever before. Enjoy the message. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Would everybody shout self-control? All right, let's pray and jump into this. Father, thank you again for today. And thank you, Father, for what's happening in this family. Thank you for what's happening in the kids' church and in the lives of the people that are part of this. God, I need your help today. Help me to deliver the heart of the Father to the heart of the people. I'm asking you to fill me afresh and that this would all be you. Help me to deliver this word and help me to deliver it in the simplest terms, Father, in a way that we can understand that it will stir faith, that it would profit us something. In Jesus' name, amen. So you guys have been learning in kids' church about the fruit of the Spirit. And then, of course, today we had all this superhero action. And uh, I want to touch on a little of both. And specifically, you've talked about the different fruits of the Spirit from Paul's pantry, right? But specifically, I want to talk today about self-control, self-control. Now, I'm going to start with uh, something that... Uh, you know, you get ideas from all kinds of places, and I think God can speak through anything. And so I don't remember which Marvel movie that we were watching. It was one of the Spider-Man movies, and don't ask me which one, because who really pays attention to Spider-Man anyway? Where's Nick at? Is he even in here? Oh, there he is. <laughs> But anyhow, uh, at one point, so I don't, I don't remember which movie it was, but you'll, you'll get the point of this. Peter Parker, uh, who is Spider-Man, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to ruin it for you. Peter Parker is talking to somebody that does not, Princess Girl, how are you? Good to see you. Uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker is talking to somebody that does not know that he is Spider-Man. And the person he's talking to is really kind of giving him a hard time. And it would have been a really great feeling in that moment for Peter to be able to say to him, you know what, I'm Spider-Man. Or maybe use some of his superpower to just wipe the guy out, you know. Have you ever been in a situation where you wanted so bad to express yourself, and it would have felt really good to get one up on the other person, but because of the situation, you knew you needed to keep your mouth shut. Anybody? You ever want to take somebody out, and you knew you could, and you wanted to show them, but you thought, well, because of the situation, Robin, you look guilty. Because of the situation, you thought, probably I ought to to keep my cool. Well, here was Spider-Man getting picked on. How difficult it was for him. And what they suggested to him, they were talking about Tony Stark, who is Iron Man. 
if you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Iron Man's kind of in charge. He's in charge of all this. And the line that really did Peter in is when the guy said, you've never been, been, even been in the same room with Tony Stark. Well, all of a sudden, he wanted so bad to be able to say, actually, I do know Tony Stark. But it would have messed up the bigger plan. He could, have, he could have appeared bigger in the moment. He could have made a temporal point. But in his attempt to show off who he was in the moment, it would have messed up the bigger plan because it would have ruined everybody's secret identities and it would have stopped the ultimate outcome. How many times do we mess up the bigger plan by trying to make our point in the moment. Am I talking to anybody? Think about this. Power is having the ability to destroy someone and not using it. Power is having the ability to do a thing, but resisting and restraining yourself to do the right thing even though you could have done the thing that you wanted to do. I hope this is helping somebody today. In Matthew 28 and 18, Jesus, uh, we find Jesus talking to the disciples. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me. Somebody say, All power. All power, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then he says, Go ye therefore or that means because of, he says, all power has been given to me. And because all power has been given to me, here's what you should do. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You know, Jesus had a lot of difficult things to deal with. Jesus had a lot of difficult people to deal with. Jesus faced great trials and great tribulation and great temptation and great persecution. And I have to be real honest with you. If I was Jesus, I would have just tapped into my divinity side, snapped my fingers, and made everybody disappear. Right? If I was Jesus, I wouldn't have had the patience that Jesus had. If I was Jesus, I wouldn't have had the mercy that Jesus had. I wouldn't have had the grace. I wouldn't have had the same compassion and the same love. Here is Jesus that can do absolutely anything that he wants. This is the one that created everything that exists. Have you ever told your kids, I brought you into this world and I can take you out? Well, Jesus brought us into the world, and Jesus could have taken us out, but he didn't. But he didn't. Instead of saying, I'm done with these people, instead of saying, because I have all power in heaven and earth, I'll get rid of them, he did the opposite. He said, because I have all power in heaven and earth, we will go and teach them. Instead of destroying them, instead of giving people what's coming to them, I'm going to show them mercy. I'm going to show them love. 
I'm going to show them grace. Instead of giving them what they deserve, I'm going to love the unlovable. Instead of returning hate for hate, I'm going to return love for hate. Dr. King said that darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Instead of returning evil for evil, I'll return good for evil, light for darkness, love for hate. Jesus said, I've been given all power in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and teach them. Therefore, go and baptize them. Therefore, go and show them a better way and raise them up. When people are the most difficult, when people are the hardest to deal with, Instead of setting out to do them harm, we're supposed to love them and actually point them to Jesus. Rose and I went to a particular restaurant the other night, and the tables are way too close together. And we were seated next to someone who needed way too much attention. And uh, her husband was real calm type, and she was real good at telling him everything that he needed to do and everything that he thought, and on and on and on and on and on. And at some points, it was so loud, I couldn't even hear Rose talking to me. I said, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. This person's going on and on and on. So when we left, uh, I gave my opinion to Rose about things. And later on, we were, we were out walking. We're out for a walk. And Rose said, there they are. <laughs> oh, I hope they're not watching. <laughs> I said, what? There's who? She said, it's them. It's them. And I looked up. I said, oh, God, he's calling me to minister to them. So what's the chances of this? So what's the chances? Well, we ended up not getting close to them. And then we saw them the next day. I said, God's going to mess around and tell me I'm supposed to witness to this lady. <laughs> so I got to thinking about the fact, sometimes people that need attention, need attention. Sometimes folks have been through stuff. While we were walking, I took a quick voice note. Get ready. I'm about to ruin your world, okay? The thing that frustrates you is probably what you're called to. The thing that's bugging you, the thing that's getting on your nerves, probably, or at least maybe, you need to consider that may be a situation that needs your attention. If you're noticing a, a person that they've got go things going on inside that's causing them to act, to, uh, to misbehave on the outside, they may need to know inside what you know inside. And instead of being frustrated, instead of wanting to stay away, instead of running away, we're probably going to need self-control. And can I tell you that you don't have self-control by yourself, but self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit's help to have self-control. 
control. You may say, but people are so hard to put up with. People are so hard to put up with. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 17. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And then he ministered to somebody. Jesus said, How long do I have to put up with you? How long do I have to be? How, how long do I have to deal with you, people? Do you know how much humility? Do you know how much self-control it took from Jesus? How much reserve? Do you know how much you would have to focus on your goal? How much focus it would take to stay your course instead of wiping everybody out? The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all ways like we are, only without sin. Jesus had to deal with all of the same emotions. Jesus had to deal with all the same frustration and anger and grief and all of this stuff. And Jesus had to deal with all of these people. And Jesus had real problems in light of what we call problems. The Bible says none of us have suffered to the point of blood yet. Come on. So Jesus in the, in the position who deserved more than anybody to be able to go off, didn't. And he stayed the course. The Apostle Paul said it this way. The Apostle Paul experienced being born again. He experienced being filled with the Holy Spirit and leaning on the Lord. And he said this in 2 Timothy 4. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Well, guess what? We might look at Jesus and say, well, that's just Jesus. But when we look at Paul, we're looking at another human being just like us. Paul was very different before he came to Christ. Paul was in the business of persecuting Christians and having them put to death because they were Christians. Paul was a messed up person. Paul did not have any special powers that you don't have. What Paul had that was different is that after his conversion, he leaned on the Lord and his word. He leaned on the Holy Spirit. If we see Paul doing it, we can do it. That same power is available to you. That same power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's power of self-control is available to empower us to live an upright life, to live a holy life, to live a patient life. That same power is available to us that we can be merciful. Listen, if God has been merciful to you, you should be merciful to others. If God has forgiven me, I should forgive. If he has been graceful to me, I should be graceful. If God can love me, then I can love others with that same love that he has given. That power is available to you. And we receive that power as we read the word. We receive that power as we hear the word preached. It's happening right now. We receive that power as we praise instead of complain. We receive that power as we go to the prayer closet instead of the telephone. And we go to God and we say, God, here's this hard situation. But God, you told me that the same power is available to me. Help me to be patient in this situation. Help me to be merciful and graceful in this situation. 
You know, God is omnipotent. Everybody say omnipotent. Kids, I want to tell you what that word omnipotent means. It's, it's a combination word. It's two words. It is the word omni and the word potent. Do you know what omni means? Omni means all. Boy, that's a lot, all. Do you wish you had all the money in the world? Omni money. What if you just had the omni money of this room? What if, ever, what if all the grown-ups gave you all of their money in all of their pockets right now? You'd have omni the money in the room. You wouldn't have omni money, but you'd have omni money in the room. Omni means all. All is a lot, isn't it? But the second part of that word, potent, somebody say potent. Now, if something stinks and it's bothering your nose, you might say, that potent. Put on the, yeah, that's what you maybe would say too. You, you, your underarms are potent. What does the word potent really mean though? It actually means powerful. Powerful. So a stink could be a powerful stink, right? But also somebody's strength could be really potent. Kids, I'm probably the strongest person in this room, you think? You think you guys think I could probably beat Gabe in an arm wrestling match? You're my favorite. You're my favorite. Omni, all right, reel it in. Omnipotent, all powerful, all powerful, omnipotent. What would it be like to have all power? All the power in the world. Can you imagine all power? Well, the Bible says that God is all-powerful. God is omnipotent. He's omnipotent. I think it's amazing that God being omnipotent did not decide to wash his hands of all of us and just do something else instead. You know, we know that God is great, but I got to be honest, because he is great, I am super thankful that he's good. Because if he was great and he wasn't good, we would be in trouble. If he was good, but he was we have a God, we would be in trouble. Because he couldn't do anything about it. But we have a God that is good, and he loves us, and he's also great, and he can do something about it. He is all-powerful. He is omnipotent. Give him a mighty hand clap of praise. Our almighty God, El Shaddai. God Almighty, God Almighty. Can you say El Shaddai, kids? That means God Almighty. It's awesome. So think about this. Let's talk about Spider-Man again. Was Spider-Man human? Yes, Spider-Man was human. But he came in contact with some power, didn't he? He got bit by a radioactive spider. Yes, Peter picked a pickled pepper. That's right, Raylan, thank you. And he also picked a poisonous spider. So, or went through his, came in contact with a power. And that power went through his bloodstream, didn't it? Do you remember this? 
Spider-Man? That power, yeah, that venom. That venom went inside, and it went through his bloodstream, and it changed him. It changed him. All of a sudden, this human being had power on the inside that he hadn't had before, and it enabled him to do things that a human being could not do without the power. That's right. He could do all of these things. All right, now listen. All right, you said a lot of good things. Now it's my turn. All right. Now we know something about Jesus. You ready? Are you watching your sermon note challenge? Jesus was two things at one time. Jesus was completely human. He was a human. But Jesus was completely God. Jesus was two things at one time. Completely human, completely God. But here's what Jesus did. When he came to the earth, he laid aside or he chose not to operate in that part of him which was God. He chose to operate completely as a human because a human being had to pay the price for sin. So that's what Jesus did. 1 Timothy 2 and 5 says this, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. God became a human so he could pay the price for our sin. But now think about this Spider-Man thing with that power coming into a human. Olivia, look up here. Listen. Philippians 2, 5 through 8. This is what Jesus says. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This is the, I think I said Jesus is telling this. The apostle Paul's telling us. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Paul says, I want you to think like Jesus. I want you to think the same way Jesus thought. And specifically this, listen. Jesus was in the form of God. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus knew who he was. But he made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of men. And he was found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself, and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now think about this. Jesus knew who he was. He knew that he was God. And yet he decided to humble himself and to be a servant. All the way to the point of dying for us. And the Apostle Paul says, you're all supposed to think the same way Jesus thought. Jesus, who knew who he was, was humble anyway. How many times do we, as mere human beings, that we do not operate in humility? Listen, Jesus didn't have a reason to humble himself. We have all kinds of reasons to be humble. And yet Jesus, our example, did humble himself. And you and I are supposed to think the same way. We are supposed to serve. We are supposed to love. And you know what that takes? Self-control. It takes a lot of self-control to say, you know what? You did me wrong, but I'm going to do you right. You came against me, but I'm going to stand for you. You tried to take me out, but I'm going to pray for you. 
the right kind of prayer. Come on, somebody. Oh, I prayed for him, Pastor. What's the country song about I prayed for you? Tells all the ways you prayed that you'd take them out. Let this mind be in you. So we're supposed to lay aside our own desires. We're supposed to deny what we could do. And instead, we're supposed to accomplish God's purpose in his power. Is this helping anybody today? Jesus said this, Matthew 16, 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You know we all have a cross to bear. Jesus was our example in going to a literal cross, but we have a cross to bear. We have things that we don't want to deal with or that we'd like to handle our own way. But the Bible says to deny it. Take up the cross and do it God's way. You see, real power is denying ourself for the cause of Christ. Resisting what we could do in order to operate in what only he can do through us. Praise the Lord. Well, it's not that bad, is it? He has all power in heaven and in earth. Luke 10, 19. Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on, on serpents and on scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rejoice rather because your names are written in heaven. Jesus said, I have given you all power. He said, but don't let that be the reason for your rejoicing. Don't let your boast be in the power. Don't exercise the power for the sake of boasting. Rejoice that you've been accepted, that you've been redeemed, that you've been received. Rejoice that you are on your way to heaven and use the power humbly for my purpose. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Now, this is what he told the disciples to do in Acts chapter 1. Jesus had come to the end of his time on the earth. Jesus had already died on the cross. He had already been resurrected. He had already been raised to life again. And now he is giving his disciples some last-minute instruction before he ascended up to the Father. Listen. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but that they should wait. Everybody say, wait. He said they should wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will you restore again the kingdom to Israel? He said unto them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. He told them they were supposed to wait on the power of the Holy Ghost. They were not supposed to go out operating in their own power. They were not supposed to operate in their own intellect, in their own strength. They were not supposed to go out in their own human reasoning. They were supposed to wait and lean on God 
They were supposed to wait for him to fill them. How many times do we have a situation and we're supposed to wait on God, but we decide to move fast and handle it ourselves and we end up in a mess? I think we could learn a lot right here if we would wait on power from on high. If we would wait. Do you want to operate like a superhero? Do you want to operate in super? Do you know you can operate in superpower? Well, guess what? The same way that Peter Parker came in contact with that spider and he became infused, when we come in contact with Jesus, when we come in contact with the Holy Spirit, when we come in contact with his word, here these regular little humans all of a sudden take on incredible power. We become infused with that omnipotence. We become infused with all the power in heaven and earth, and we are enabled to do things we never could have done on our own. We can love people who are unlovable. We can be patient when we're not patient, merciful when we're angry, graceful when we're frustrated. We need that power, and it really is superpower. It's the same as being a superhero. We are taking on a superpower that was not ours, and God is operating through us. You want to talk about a superhero. Superheroes, what are some of the things they do? They defy gravity. Maybe they're able to walk through solid walls. You know, Jesus walked out across the water without sinking, defied gravity. At the end of his life, he ascended. He rose up flying right into the clouds. I remember when all of the apostles uh, after Jesus had died, and they were all shut up in a room, and all of it was closed up, and suddenly Jesus appeared in the middle of the room. He was able to penetrate right through solid walls. I'm talking about a real superhero. We can look at Superman and Spider-Man and all the rest, but Jesus is a real superhero. He has power beyond anything available on this earth, and he's willing to put that power inside of you. If you want to be a superhero, you lean on his superpower, and you're a hero to the lost in this world. Hallelujah. Jude chapter 1. Verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some, have compassion, make a difference. And others, you watching your sermon note challenge? And others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. He says that when we rescue people with his word, when people are lost, when people don't know him, and we go and find them, and we share his love and his word, and we swoop them up and bring them in to know Jesus, he says, it's just like pulling them from the fire. He says, they're out here in the fire. They're being destroyed. They're being burned. He said, but we go out in the love of God, and, and we, the King James says, we snatch them out of the fire. We just grab them right out, pull them out of the fire. Now listen to this. Again, I don't remember which movie. But I know that on one of those movies, young Spider-Man was in trouble. And all of a sudden, Iron Man showed up. And Iron Man began to do all these amazing things. And Iron Man rescued 
Spider-Man. And then you find out, find out that no one was even in the Iron Man suit. That Tony Stark was operating the Iron Man suit remotely. Tony Stark was the master of it back at headquarters. And he sent his signal, and he was operating remotely from headquarters through the Iron Man suit. The suit was just a shell, just a container. But he sent the signal inside of it, and he did what Iron Man could do without him even being there. He did it through the suit. Are you hearing me? This is what God does with you. The Bible says that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says you are the body of Christ. The Father is seated on the throne, but by way of the Holy Spirit, he is operating in you, rescuing people on the earth. You may think it's like just a silly symbol or a good theme for a sermon, but it's quite literal. It's just the same as the superheroes because God actually infuses you with power and he actually operates in you and through you. We should be so yielded to God. We should be like that Iron Man suit. That Iron Man suit was on the right frequency with Tony Stark's computer. Tony Stark was there doing all of the motions, and every time he moved, the suit did it over here. We should so be yielded to God, we should be on such the same frequency with God that when God in heaven raises his hand, that my hand goes up. When God loves, I love. When God speaks, I speak. When God moves, I move. When he stops, I stop. We should be so yielded to him that God is able to rescue through us superpowers, and God wants it for all of us. Would you give him a mighty hand clap of praise? Singers, musicians, would you come? Now, there might be somebody here today, and maybe you say, hey, all that sounds great. But perhaps you've never been infused with the power. Perhaps you've never gotten on the same frequency with God. But you can. You can have it today, and I'm going to tell you how. It is not by any works. You, there are no works you can do to make yourself right with God. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We are all separated from God. Conceived in sin in my mother's womb, we are all born into sin. But God did what no human being could do. Jesus stepped out of heaven and was wrapped in flesh, conceived in the womb of Mary. And the God of the universe, God the creator of heaven and earth, God of the living and the dead, God was born as a baby, as a human being on this earth.
triste.
We would love it if you decided.
know more about walking with the Lord. So we hope to hear from you. If anybody... Thanks again for listening to the River Audio Podcast. We hope that these weekly sermons are an encouragement to your life. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at theriverworshipcenter.org and on Facebook and Instagram at The River.